अथ सप्तम सर्ग ज्ञातिदासीयो जाता कैकेयातु सहोषिता प्रासाद चंद्र सकाशमुरोहयदृक्षया सिक्तराजपथस्ना प्रकीर्णकमलोत्पलाध्यांथरा तस्मादन्वैक्षता पताकाभिर्वराजैश्चमृता सिक्ता चंदन तो यिस्नातजनुता मल्यमोदकस्तैश्चेन्द्रैरभिनाता शुक्लदेवगृहद्वारादिनादिता संप्रहृष्टजनाकीर्णा ब्रह्मघोषनिनादिता प्रहृष्टवरहस्तश्वां संप्रनर्दितोवृषा हृष्ट प्रमुदित पौरैरुच्छ्रितध्वलमालिनी अयोध्या मंथरा दृष्ट्वा परम विस्मयता साहर्षोत्फुनयना पांडुरक्षवासी अभिदूरे स्थिता दृष्ट्वा धात्री पप्रछमंथरा उत्तमेनाभिसंयुक्ता हर्षेणापरा सती राम किन्नुजनेभ्य संयति अतिमात्र प्रहर्ष किं जन सशंसमे कारयति किंवापि संप्रहृष्टो महीपति विदीर्यम हर्षेण धात्री तो परया मुदा आचचक्षेतकुब्जाईसीं राघवेश्रियपुष्येण चितक्रोधम यौवराज्येण चाघम राजशरथोरामिषेक्ता राघव धात्रियास्तु वचनम श्रुवा कुब्जा क्षिप्रमर्षिता कैलासशिखराकारादवरोहता साद्यम क्रोधेन मंथरा पापदर्शिनी शयानामेव कैकेयीद वचनमब्रवीत उत्तिमूे किं शेषे भयंवामिवर्तते उपप्लुतमघेनात्मबुध्यसे अनिष्टे सुभगाकारे सौभाग्येन विकथसे चलम हितव सौभाग्यम नद्या स्रोत इवोष्णगे मुक्ता कैकेयी ऋष्टया पुषं वच कुजया पापदर्शिन्या विषादमगमत्म कैकेयीब्रवीत्जा कच्चिक्षेमंथरे विषन्नवदनाषदुखिता मंथरा तो वच्रुवा कैकेया मधुराक्षर उवाज क्रोध संयुक्ता वाक्यं वाक्य विशारदा सा विषण्णतरा भूवा कुब्जातिणी विषादयती प्रोवाच भेदयती चराघव अक्षय सुमहदेवी प्रवृत्तनाशनम रामंदशरथो राजेक्ष्यगाधे भे मग्ना दुखशोक सन्वता दह्यमनालेनेथमिहागता तव दुखेन कैकेय मम दुखम महद्भवेद्रुद्ध मम वृद्धि भवेदिहन संशय नराधिपकुले जाता महिषी महीपते उग्रजधर्माण कथं देवी न बुध्यसे धर्मवादी शठो भर्ता श्लक्षणवादी चारुण शुद्ध भाव जानीशे तेन मति सन्धिता उपस्थित प्रयुंजा स्वयसा मनर्थक 
ಅರ್ಥೇನೈವಾದ್ಯತೆ ಭರ್ತ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯಾಂಯೋಜಯಿಷ್ಯತಿ ಅಪವಾಹ್ಯತು ದುಷ್ಟಾತ್ಮ ಭರತಂತವ ಬಂಧುಷು ಕಾಲ್ಯೇ ಸ್ಥಾಪಯಿತ ರಾಮಂ ರಾಜ್ಯೆ ನಿಹತಕಂಟಕೆ ಶತ್ರುಪತಿ ಪ್ರವಾದೇನ ಮಾತ್ರೇ ವಹಿತ ಕಾಮ್ಯಯ ಆಶೀವಿಷ ಇವಾಂಗೇನ ಬಾಲೇ ಪರಿಧೃತಸ್ತ್ವಯ ಯಥಾಹಿ ಕುರ್ಯಾತ್ಶತ್ರುರ್ವಾ ಸರ್ಪೋ ವಾ ಪ್ರತ್ಯುಪೇಕ್ಷಿತ ರಾಜ್ಞಾ ದಶರಥೇನಾದ್ಯ ಸಪುತ್ರಾತ್ವಂ ತಥಾಕೃತ ಪಾಪೇನಾನೃತ ಸಾಂತ್ವೇನ ಬಾಲೇ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಸುಖೋಚಿತ ರಾಮಂ ಸ್ಥಾಪಯತ ರಾಜ್ಯೇ ಸಾನುಬಂಧ ಹತಾಹ್ಯಸಿ ಸಾ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತ ಕಾಲಂ ಕೈಕೇಯಿ ಕ್ಷಿಪ್ರಂ ಕುರುಹಿತಂ ತವಾಯಸ್ವಪುತ್ರಮಾತ್ಮಾನಂಚ ವಿಸ್ಮಯ ದರ್ಶನೇ ಮಂಥರಾಯಾವಚ್ರುತ್ವಾ ಶಯನಾತ್ ಸಾ ಶುಭಾನನಾ ಉತ್ತಸ್ಥೌ ಹರ್ಷ ಸಂಪೂರ್ಣ ಚಂದ್ರಲೇಖೇ ವಶಾರದೀ ಅತೀವ ಸಾತು ಸಂತುಷ್ಟ ಕೈಕೇಯಿ ವಿಸ್ಮಯಾನ್ವಿತ ದಿವ್ಯಮಾಭರಣಂ ತಸ್ಯೈ ಕುಬ್ಜಾಯೈ ಪ್ರದೌ ಶುಭಂ ದತ್ವಾತ್ವಾಭರಣಂ ತಸ್ಯೈ ಕುಬ್ಜಾಯೈ ಪ್ರಮದೋತ್ತಮ ಕೈಕೇಯೀ ಮಂಥರಾಂ ಹೃಷ್ಟ ಪುನರೇವಾಬ್ರವೀದಿದಂ ಇದಂ ತು ಮಂಥರೇ ಮಹ್ಯಮಾಖ್ಯಾತ ಪರಮಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಂ ಏತನ್ಮೇ ಪ್ರಿಯಮಾಖ್ಯಾತ ಕಿಂ ವಾ ಭೂಯ ಕರೋಮಿ ರಾಮೇ ವಾಭರತೇವಾಹಂ ವಿಶೇಷಂ ನೋಪಲಕ್ಷಯೇ ತಸ್ಮಾತ್ತುಷ್ಟಾಸ್ಮಿ ಯದ್ರಾಜಾರಾಮಂ ರಾಜ್ಯೇಭಿಷೇಕ್ಷ್ಯತಿ ನ ಮೇ ಪರಂ ಕಿಂಚಿದಿತೋ ವರಂ ಪುನಃ ಪ್ರಿಯಂ ಪ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಹೇ ಸುಬಚಂ ಬಚೋ ಮೃತಂ ತಾಹ್ಯವೋಚಸ್ತಮತ ಪ್ರಿಯೋತ್ತರಂ ಬರಂ ಪರಂ ತೇ ಪ್ರದಾಮಿ ತಂ ವೃಣೋ ಇತ್ಯಾರ್ಷೇ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ರಾಮಾಯಣೇ ವಾಲ್ಮೀಕೀಯೇ ಆದಿಕಾವ್ಯೇ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಕಾಂಡೇ ಸಪ್ತಮ ಸರ್ಗ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಂಡ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಬಿಹೋಲ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ಫೆಸ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೈಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯ ಬಿಸ್ಟೌಯಿಂಗ್ ಲಾರ್ಜ್ ಗಿಫ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮನಿ ಆನ್ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ಮಂಥರ ಅ ಹಂಚ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಹೆರಿಡಿಟರಿ ಮೇಡ್ ಸರ್ವೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ವೀನ್ ಕೈಕೇಯಿ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಆಕ್ಸಿಡೆಂಟಲಿ ಅಸೆಂಡೆಡ್ ದ ರೂಫ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ಯಾಲೇಸ್ ಎನ್ಕ್ವೈರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಮಾಸ್ ಅಸ್ಟ್ ವೈಲ್ ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಒಕೇಶನ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಫೆಸ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆನ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಮಾಸ್ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಲೇಷನ್ ಫೀಲ್ಸ್ ಎನ್ರೇಜ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಪ್ರೋಚಿಂಗ್ ಕೈಕೇಯಿ instigates her to stop the installation kaikeyi on the other hand feels rejoiced over the news and gifts her a jewel as a token of her pleasure a maid servant of kaikeyi's parents of unknown birth who had actually lived with her ever since she came to ayodhya ascended by chance the roof of her palace which shone like the moon because of its white color from that palace mantara as the maid servant was called looked round the whole of ayodhya whose main road had been watered which had been strewn with lotuses and lilies here and there it had been fully decorated with costly buntings and flags and sprinkled with sandal water and was crowded with men that had gone through a ceremonial bath by washing their head as well which was ordinarily left out apparently because of their growing long hair the city was rendered noisy on all sides by the chief of the brahmanas moving 
hither and thither with flowers and balls of sweets for being offered as an auspicious present to Sri Rama on the occasion of his installation in their hands. It contained temples with white doorways made of crystal and was resonant with the sound of all sorts of musical instruments. Ayodhya was thronged with excessively delighted men, echoed with the loud chanting of the Vedas and was distinguished by excellent and overjoyed elephants and horses as well as by roaring bulls and cows. Mantara was seized with great great wonder to see Ayodhya brimming over with citizens thrilled and overjoyed at the news of Sri Rama's installation and decked with rows of tall flags. Seeing Sri Rama's former nurse standing not very far from her, dressed in white silk, her eyes blooming with joy, the said mantra inquired of her, How is it that Empress Kausalya, Sri Rama's mother, full of supreme joy, is freely giving away riches to men, though devoted to wealth herself? Please also tell me, wherefore such excessive rapture is being felt by these people of Ayodhya? And what is the overjoyed emperor going to get done? Bursting with joy, the nurse for her part forthwith spoke to the hunchbacked maidservant with supreme delight of immense fortune in the shape of sovereignty being conferred by the emperor on Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu. Tomorrow, under the asterism Pushya, she added, will Emperor Dasharatha positively install in the office of Prince Regent the sinless Rama, a scion of Raghu, who has conquered Rath. Filled with indignation to hear the report of the nurse, the hunchbacked maidservant for her part got down at once from the roof of the palace, which resembled in shape a peak of Kailasa. Burning with anger, Mantara, who scented foul play in the move of the emperor, spoke as follows to Kaikeyi, even while she was reposing in bed. Get up, O deluded one! How can you keep lying down? Peril stares you in the face. You do not perceive yourself threatened by a flood of misery. Though loathed by the king, you boast of your good luck in the shape of the goodwill of your husband, endowed as you are with a graceful appearance. Like the current of a river in hot weather, your good luck is but evanescent. Addressed in a harsh language as aforesaid by the enraged hunchback, who suspected foul play in the installation of Sri Rama as Prince Regent, Kaikeyi, for her part, gave way to great sorrow. Kaikeyi, in her turn, replied to the hunchback as follows, Is not all well, O Mantara? For I find you dejected in appearance and so reflected. Incensed to hear the question of Kaikeyi, which was couched in sweet accents, Mantara, for her part, who was a master of expression, spoke as follows. Getting all the more dejected to hear the nonchalant question of Kaikeyi, the hunchback, who posed to be her great well-wisher, replied as follows, inspiring dejection into Kaikeyi's mind and estranging her from Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu. The very great work of ruining you, against which there is no remedy, has commenced, O Queen. King Dasharatha is going to install Rama in the office of Prince Regent. Plunged in fathomless fear on your score, 
full of agony and grief and burning as it were with fire, I, as such, have come here to make known to you your best interest in the matter. Great suffering is sure to come to me due to your suffering, O Kaikei, and my advancement is sure to follow in the wake of your advancement, there is no doubt about it. You were born in the race of kings and are a favourite consort of a king. How is it that you do not know the sternness of kingly duties, O royal lady? Your husband is deceitful, though professing piety, and hard-hearted, though using sweet expressions. Still, you consider him as blessed, with a guileless heart, and in this way stand deceived by him. Standing by your side, speaking kind words that have no meaning, your spouse is going this very day to invest Kausalya along with fortune in the shape of sovereign powers for her son. Having sent away Bharata to the kingdom of your kinsfolk, the evil-minded king for his part will install Rama next morning on the throne of Ayodhya, now that all the thorns have been completely removed. Like a venomous serpent reared by a mother on her own person with intent to do good to it, O puerile lady, an enemy under the appellation of spouse has been held by you close to your bosom. Along with your son Bharata, you have been dealt with by Emperor Dasharatha quite in the same way today as an enemy or a serpent would behave if ignored. Ever fond of ease, you have indeed been ruined with your friends and relations, O young inexperienced lady, by the wicked king, uttering falsely kind words by going to install Rama on the throne of Ayodhya. As such, O Kaikei, promptly accomplish what is opportune in your interest and protect your son, your own self, and me too, O lady of marvellous insight. Flooded with joy to hear the report of Mantara, that lady of charming appearance rose from her bed like the orb of the autumnal full moon. Full of amazement and extremely gratified, the celebrated Kaikei, for her part, gave away to the aforesaid hunchback a wonderful and shining jewel. Feeling positively rejoiced on having bestowed the jewel on that hunchback, Kaikei, the foremost of young ladies, once more spoke to Mantara as follows. This is indeed a most welcome news broken to me by you, O Mantara. This is a delightful tidings for me. What more, for that matter, shall I do for you? I perceive no difference between Rama on the one hand and Bharata on the other. I am therefore pleased to know that the Emperor is going to install Sri Rama on the throne. No exquisite and agreeable nectar-like expression other than this could, of course, have been easily addressed to me, O woman deserving kindness. Since, however, you have spoken as aforesaid to me, I therefore offer to you another dearest boon. Please ask it of me. Thus ends Canto 7 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.